Hey everyone, welcome back to Marvelous Geeks. I'm here with Morgan, and we actually have a special guest this time. What up everyone? My name is Aline, they call me Lean, and I am here today at, in, sorry, Marvelous Geeks. Yes, and we're here to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming. Far from home. No. <laughs> far from home. We could also talk about Spider-Man Homecoming, but far from home. Sorry, this took so long. We've never done a podcast this also late. like the first time in a really long time we didn't see the movie together. I know. I was far from home. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. Um, but Spider-Man Far From Home, let's, let's get into it. What do we think? How I mean, do we feel? First of all, as we're recording this, they hit a billion at the box office today, so... Round of applause to all of them. I love that movie. I've seen it twice. I've only seen it twice so far. Avengers Endgame is now the number one grossing film in the entire world. Thank the Lord. You guys, I was genuinely so stressed. I can't even tell you how many times I would go on Worldwide Box Office Gross and just like refresh. Like, oh God, okay. We have 10 million. Oh God, okay. We have like, at one point, I thought we weren't going to get there. I genuinely did. I, I was like, okay. That re release. That re-release did it. Thank the Lord for that. And if I'm not mistaken, Avatar had a re-release too. But also, Avatar had some 3D sales. Let's just... I feel like either way, Zoe Zaldana... Zoe Zaldana is thriving, so that's what matters. Um, Far From Home is the end of Phase 4. No, it's... Phase 4 is just beginning. So Far From Home is the end of it. It's the end. You said of Phase 4. Yes, and then I said Phase 3. Well, it's the end of, like, the Infinity Saga, like, for, for like, Infinity War, Endgame, and then Far From Home, but it's kind of the beginning. Spider-Man has always kind of been the beginning of Phase 4. Like, Spider-Man and Black Panther. But they said he's the end. Like, that, this, the end. I mean, it's the end, it's the yes, end that's of the I Infinity mean. Saga. But Y'all get me. Ah, <laughs> uh, where do we even start with that? Lee's just eating her ice cream, enjoying life and thriving here. I mean, I'll say something about Spider-Man <laughs> for once. Um, I will say, um, I watched it with Morgan, by the way. That was the first time. Well, that actually wasn't the first time. That was the second time I watched a Marvel movie with her. I did watch Endgame with Gesenny and Morgan. And Endgame, I know, like, I was not in that podcast, but to this day, like, Endgame will make me cry. I do not care what anyone thinks. That is one of the best Avenger movies out there. Don't quote me on it. But quote Spider- her on it. <laughs> but I will say Spider-Man, honestly, I will say overall, it was one of the most hilarious Spider-Man movies I've watched. Um, personally, I haven't watched any of the Andrew Garfield ones, unfortunately. But... This was hilarious. But everyone, every single one with Tobey Maguire, like, not Tobey Maguire, I'm sorry. Tobey um, Maguire. Tom Holland. Oh. Like, they're just hilarious. Like, it's so great to see him. It's so great to see Zendaya. Zendaya. Zendaya, sorry. Zendaya. And I don't know. Also, it made me kind of sad in a way. Like, there were just certain moments where I just thought of Tony Stark. And I don't know. It was just very touching. I mean, I have a lot of feelings because Spider-Man is, like, my, like, OG Marvel hero, like from the cartoons when I was little to like the the original, well, I'll say trilogy, but we don't really acknowledge Spider-Man 3, but like the original ones just being like my nostalgic like childhood movies, but I do think Tom Holland is like the best live action Spider-Man we've had. Oh yeah. Well, I wasn't a fan of Spider-Man before Tom Holland, so... And I will also say, like, I what I did like about this movie, like, I love Homecoming. Like, it's one mm. of my favorite Marvel movies. I do just like how, like, kind of, like, the dialogue and the humor was a bit more mature in this mm-hmm. one. Like, I think it rated PG-13. I don't know what the what Homecoming was rated. But I feel like if that was a higher rating, like, it gave them a little bit more freedom to say whatever the hell they wanted. And <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal as a villain in a, like, huge movie... Like, I'm just so used to seeing him in, like, indie, small stuff. He did a really good job. And... I also have to say, this is the most I've ever liked Jake Gyllenhaal. Not that I didn't, but I haven't seen many films with Jake Gyllenhaal in it. So I couldn't really give you what I think of him as an actor. (laughs) But after this, I really enjoyed his presence, if you will. My only complaint about this movie, I have a huge complaint... 
I have like I have like only one real problem with this movie. But I don't even know what yours is, but mine is just the fact that I was really holding on hope that um what was her name? Edna? What was the AI's name? In the glasses or yes. Edith? Edith. I was correct in the E. Even dead and I I wanted it to be Tony. I feel like we all had those like theories like when we saw the trailer for the first time yeah. we saw him like when he like takes him off and he's like whoa like we were like oh my god it's gonna be Tony's voice. I wanted that so bad. I don't know if I'd be able to handle it. I feel like I'd just be crying every time he spoke but I really wanted that because I want Tony Stark to st- he's still such a huge presence in the MCU but I wanted him to be even bigger. I feel like that would have been like RDJ doing a reverse Paul Bettany. Yeah. Like Paul Bettany started yes. out being the AI and then became like a he physical did. character. But I just, I really, and I also realized that it might have been too depressing. I mean, but also like I get like, I would have loved that because I was thinking like I was one of, I was among everybody else thinking that that's what it was going to mm-hmm. be. But I feel like that would, it's kind of like hinging on making the Spider-Man franchise just being about like Tony Stark. Like I his, get and it. And his connection to him. Like I know his connection to him was really important since Civil War because he's the one who brought him into like the Avengers, the Avengers. world. But like I want to see him like be his own person. Like of his, course. Like his identity outside of just being like Tony Stark's like like mentee or like protege. Tony Stark's firstborn. <laughs> Unofficial <laughs> um, firstborn. Harley. Right. F- second born. Help Tony through his anxiety attacks. But technically, is Harley older than Peter? Or are they the same age? I meant literally with age. But mm. it's fine. I don't know. But other than that, I, I loved it. Um, I would just like to say it on here first. That now that I feel like my number one Marvel ship is retired and off living their lives away from the screen we have these two that are definitely Peter and MJ Spidey Shell is their ship name oh what's the name Spidey Michelle ah but like people need to get over it she is MJ in the MCU like she's not Mary Jane so like suck it but she's like the MCU iteration of that character I will cut anyone. I just that love their like her. awkward like dorkiness with each other. Like I do wish they would have like kind of like delved into a little bit like how he just like developed feelings for her because like homecoming he was in love with Liz mm-hmm. and then like at the end of the movie like when they're like in that like final like decathlon meeting scene like you kind of see like the way she looks at him. Mm-hmm. So you know like she and how she's like always like really observant of him. So you see how like she might have something going on, but you don't see how Peter kind of made that transition from being like in love with Liz to suddenly like crushing on MJ. But I loved his whole plan, like to buy her the black dahlia necklace necklace. because of the murder. (laughs) I love my weirdo babies. They're so weird. We love it. I do also love like obviously she's like a more important part of the storyline this mm. time around but I love that she got more than like three lines yes because that's one of the if you didn't know Zendaya is a great actress Zendaya is everything like unrelated to Marvel but go watch Euphoria I just I love Zendaya I <laughs> wish I could watch Euphoria but Zendaya is the only this is gonna be the weirdest thing I'll ever say but whatever I'll just say it I feel like after Hilary Duff left Disney Channel there was nothing left for me there anymore <laughs> Like, after Lizzie McGuire ended, I feel like I never got, like, attached to someone, and I was never, like, they are the Disney, like, queen. Like, Lizzie McGuire, Hilary Duff is Disney's queen. And then I know that I like Miley, I like Selena, but none of them really, like, I didn't have that same attachment to anyone other than Zendaya, even though I didn't even watch anything she was on Disney. Shake it up. I didn't watch it, so... But I just feel like she's the next person after Hillary that I love so much without even knowing. Like I, I did watch like her, even when I was starting to get like too old to be watching Disney Channel. I still watched her shows, 
And I feel like she's one of the few people who has made the transition from being a because like that's where she started, like mm. from being a Disney star to like being like just growing into like an yeah. adult from that world without from that world without just like gracefully without yeah. too much controversy scandal. Or, and yeah. one thing I have to make a comment in regards to her transition, like even though she was of course really big in Disney, no one knows her as that former Disney star. Mm-hmm. Which is a great thing because a lot of times people that, you know, obviously that work with Disney, sometimes they have that name follow them forever. But I feel like she's also worked towards that too because like a lot of people know her because of like her style. Like she's mm-hmm. always up on the red car- carpet looking amazing. Like oh my shout God. out to La Roche because he's a great stylist. Mm-hmm. I wish but I was as tall as her. I'm almost there. I mean, she's given me the confidence to wear heels around yes, all short my short friends like us. So and not give to. Fun fact: Morgan's really tall, or I'm just really short. I'm above the average height for U.S. women. I am so. below the average height. Both I ends am, of the spectrum. I'm like I am average height. <laughs> no, well we have an in between. It works. We gotta get back on topic. <laughs> so Spider-Man: Far From Home. Oh, what was? Oh, sorry. I was gonna ask Lean what her disappointment was. I honestly didn't really have a disappointment only because, like, again, I know this is my first time being involved in this kind of, like, Marvel-like podcast. They actually got me into watching Marvel, and last summer, (laughs) they literally had me binge in chronological order, and I don't care what anybody says about their chronological order, but they gave me a full-on list on what to watch. And I watch every little thing, and even Agent Carter, which I still feel like is underrated. So, for me, I just enjoy watching all of them. We did the Lord's work. (laughs) That's what what we're here for, to do the Lord's work. Spread the gospel of the MCU. That's what the Bible (laughs) says. You have to spread the gospel, spread the love. We spread the love of Marvel. It works. I love it. We're here for it. And now I just enjoy watching all of them. So that's why I personally don't really have a disappointment. Again, I just kind of more got into it this year. I'm more like an X-Men person, but that's another situation. Well, the I X-Men mean, not are getting anymore recast. because they are owned, Disney owns um, Fox now, and so they own the rights to all the Fox like franchises. Well, I love the original X-Men. I haven't seen yeah, any the of original the original X-Men. I was going to watch Dark Phoenix, but I haven't X-Men yet. Origins, Wolverine sucks. I love Wolverine, actually. I don't know what well, you're Well, no, about. well, okay, there are parts of it that suck. And like, Logan is great. Like, Wade Wilson in that movie? Like, I don't terrible. remember Wade Wilson in that movie. Ryan Reynolds I know, I don't Dead remember him. In that movie, but, but Logan is a fantastic Well, yeah, film. Hugh Jackman can do no wrong. Like, I love yeah. him, like him. It's just, like, of aspects of that movie, like, not my favorite thing. But the but only... I haven't seen the new ones. I've seen, um, a, was it Apocalypse? The one with, like, all the... Young people, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen um, Dark Phoenix. But like on top of like being kind of a little bit disappointed in them not kind of like delving more into like Peter's feelings and how they kind of evolved, the one thing that really like just irked me was when like when it's revealed that Mysterio mm. or, or Quentin Beck is a villain, which we all knew. But it was a little sad. I didn't want him to be a villain. But when um, they're in the bar and like the illusion starts to like fade away and like they're go- he's going down the line talking about like how Tony Stark did everyone wrong. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that basically he's saying like Tony Stark stole stole his work for like like Barf was his. Mm-hmm. It's like just insinuating that Tony Stark would ever steal someone else's yeah. intellectual work. Like that's not that's not Tony the kind Stark. of person he is. And so that, but that's what villains are. Villains manipulate. But then he also the said that, like Tony, like he was let go from Stark Industries because Tony said he was like he was unstable. That, yeah. So maybe like from his perspective, like maybe he thought that he had come up with something, and that he thinks that something that Tony came up with was the same as his mm-hmm. idea. So that's another way to look at it. But it just that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, especially with all the like character development and growth that that character went through over the last decade Mm -hmm. so yeah my favorite part I don't know about anyone else but it was the conversation between Happy on the plane yes 
that my heart was oh, in God. shambles like when he's so that whole scene like starting when like they're in like the tulip field and like peter tells i feel like we're not talking about the movie in any kind of like chronological order no we're all. not when but do we ever you say never. that as if we do it's like we take notes and then we just like screw that <laughs> but when he first like lands in the field and like they're walking towards each other and then like when P happy is going towards him and then peter is like so freaked out like he stops him like and he's like tell me something only you would know like just like the pain yeah. like the fear that that was an illusion too tom holland's vulnerability just it gets on my nerves at this point because i'm just like stop making me cry this kid could just with one look a single look and i'll be a blubbering mess not even like graceful crying but a blubbering he's mess what he does. but like and then on the plane when like when happy is like stitching him back up and just like his eyes how like bloodshot and red they are and just like how defeated he is guy was emotional my feelings everything hurt. hurts sweet baby angel like truly when people say sweet baby angel that's who they're talking about but it's also every movie i've ever seen tom holland in he's either crying or being drowned i've only ever seen spider-man child i haven't seen anything tom holland. i don't i don't even want to watch at this point i'm tired of crying i saw him in like in stuff before i even knew who he was like he was in the impossible with naomi watts and Ewan McGregor. Oh, is that the movie about, about the, the tsunami? New Orleans? Oh, it's not about no, it's Hurricane like, Katrina? No, it's about a tsunami that was in... I thought I watched um, that movie. It was in, like, Southeast Asia. I might I have watched that movie. It's based off a true story. Yeah. You know what? I did watch he it. Plays maybe I son. didn't realize it's him. Doesn't he die or the one that survived? They all survived. One of their sons was... Okay, I'm confusing this movie with something else. It's not far from home. <laughs> but, so. <back> to <laughs> but then also, like, in that same seat, like scene, when he goes to make his suit, and then you see just Happy just standing there, like, staring at him because, like, the mannerisms and everything he's doing, like, are so Tony-esque. And then he's like, I'll get the music. And then he puts on back... He puts on ACDC. And he calls it like... I forget like, which song it was. Was it back in it was back in black. And he's like, oh, I love Led Zeppelin. And then, like, the look on Happy's face. Just like. I love it. It's little things like that that make Peter so just innocent. And that innocence really gets to me. And it, they, they, all of their innocence as kids. And to have those moments as kids, even though they were, like, they're not kids anymore. But they are. It's very. But also, like, and apparently for that scene, like, it was Tom, it was like Tom Holland and John Watts, the director. Like it was their like decision. Like they had the idea to like do that kind of callback to Iron Man one, which I love. Just like paying like homage to like Tony Stark and like RDJ. I mean, and the fact that Favreau was in it, like because we love John Favreau. John Favreau has done so much for us. But like the other, technically still kids because of as they call it the blip. The blip. <laughs> But, I don't know, like, you see all this stuff happening to them and you kind of forget for a second that they are just, like, teenagers. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you're kind of, like, brought back to, these are, like, children. Like, when you see them reconnected with, just, like, you realize and all this stuff, and, like, when they're reunited with their families at the airport. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, like, and, like, with the first one, too, like, with the whole Washington, D.C. thing, when, like, they're reunited with their families and they get back to New York. Happy in May. Do we ship it? <laughs> I is that why you were smiling like you had that thought in your I had the thought and I was like I mean remember the thought they don't even know where they stand maybe like it's just like summer fling and he's like yeah it's getting serious and it's happy happy needs to be happy come on he has May so hey make happy Hogan happy 2k19 20 at this point oh it's gonna be 2020 in like two days. I mean, like, I love that whole thing of just like Peter, like, not being sure what's going on. Like, when did this happen? And I love it. I love every single one of his expressions, just makes me smile. Like, it's when so they're charity. at like the little gala, like, charity thing, like, he's just like looking like back and forth. Like, what just happened? She's doing the face. <laughs> oh, we love that. <sighs> I do wish that they hadn't cut out that scene that we see in the trailer. When he's in the Iron Spider suit, like in that like restaurant, I guess, like fighting, 
But I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be like a bonus so scene. So you get to lead a cut. I also something. wish they hadn't cut out the scenes of him like just like running errands before a ship, like getting his passport. I wanted to but see I that. But I think Tom Holland did say it's going to be like in like a little bonus feature like, okay, on that's this cool. DVD too. But just hearing him say, I'm going to like jump, like Peter Parker here to pick up a passport, please. Like how many times do you think he had to like shoot that? Pick up a passport. Oh, Peter Parker telling everybody he's Peter Parker. You know who told everyone that he was Peter Parker? Or that Spider-Man was Peter Parker? Freaking Mysterio. Mm-mm-mm. About that. No. Like, that credit scene. Also love that J.K. Simmons came back as um, J. Jonah Jameson because he played him in the original Spider-Man movies and he voiced the cartoon character. Which movie was he in? The original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Which one? The first or the second? I don't remember. I see. This wasn't is if like, I remember. Wasn't it like all? I don't remember. I haven't seen those movies in a long time. Oh, but like, I, I saw him at the like the picture. I didn't, I didn't see him in person, but I saw pictures of him at the premiere. I was like, that's that's sketch. Like, why are you here? I'm sad sir? RDJ wasn't at the premiere. I know, but he. I'm pretty sure he's like working on stuff. Yeah, but or just like riding his bike around, living <laughs> his life, thriving finally. <laughs> but that whole, I was shocked by that. And upset. Because you see just Peter and MJ swinging around. And then he's like, that was cute too. When he oh. like, when he dropped her when they were up in the air. And like you just hear like Zendaya scream. Like, I love it. I love that. They were so precious. And then. Um, but I like it. It's not how like in the other ones. Like with um, Kirsten Dunst and Emma Stone. How like they're swinging around. They're just like. You just calm. Pick then, one MJ from the other. I mean... Oh, no, wait, Emma no. Emma Stone so for um, some played Gwen Never mind, Stacey. yeah, yeah, yeah. But how they're all just, like, not that shaken up by it, but then you have this MJ, and Who's she's, like, like, yeah, never human? doing that again. I know. Uh, have I ever mentioned how much I hate the original Spider-Man upside-down kiss? It's just not practical. It's also just gross. It's, like, because, like, your chin is, like... It's... I hate it. It's one of my least favorite kissing scenes... Ever. And every time I think about it, I get really disgusted. I liked the, like, the kiss in this one, though, because it was yes, so awkward. It was, and, and it was so innocent, like, and it was just precious like, little babies not knowing what they're doing. He's talking like she just, like, pecks him, and then he's like, oh, I like you, too. And then, like, they kiss again, and it's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then, like, she walks away to go back to, like, the class, and then he's just, like, standing there all, like, giddy and, like, like a schoolgirl. I feel like that embarrassing mom that's just, like, standing in the background, like, you're doing amazing, sweetie. You're doing Doing the Alexis Rose. <laughs> you go, honey. Okay. Um, but anyway, I, this is also the first movie where we're not theorizing anything. That feels a little weird. It's because there's it's like nothing. it summed everything. It like yeah. ended, like it ended everything. So it's like not like before when we talked about like Infinity War. Like what? But even after Endgame, we were like, well, what's going to happen with so and so and so and so? We were like, still theorizing. But with this, it's like, we have nothing to do. It's like, will Ned get back with his one-day girlfriend? Okay, Ned and Betty. Ned leads. Betty Brant. Love this for me. I mean, they get married in the comics. Love that journey for them. Like, just this whole thing, it's like starting out like when he gets sit next, sat next to her on the plane, and like she wants nothing to do with him. Like, every time he does something, like she kind of just looks at him like with a like slight hint of disgust. <laughs> and then... They get off the plane, and suddenly they're, like, in love. Like, she's like, oh, can you hold this, babe? And then, once again, Peter's just like, what is this? Babe. Like, they're just so cute. And then they get back to New York, and they're like, yeah, people grow. And then she's like, everything changes. And then she just, like, gently holds his face, like, you are so wise. Like, I loved everything between those two. It was such a good feel-good movie. That's... That's what it is. It was just like Ragnarok in the sense that if I want it, once it comes out on DVD or digital, um, when I want something that's just like light, that that's going to make me feel good, that's what I'm going to watch. Because even if it had like the heavy, vulnerable moments, yeah. it was still it so was gratifying. It. Yeah. But I did, I was seeing like a lot of people saying like they, one of the things they didn't like about it was they thought it was too much of like a feel-good teen movie. It was like, well, it's a movie about About teens. teenagers, so like, please sit down, Martha May. Who asked for your opinion? Martha May. <laughs> but, like, also speaking of Betty, the morning announcements 
like continue to be one of my favorite things. Like the opening, like just like you see like the opening Marvel like credits, and then you just hear Whitney Houston, and I was like, wait, what is happening? And then the in memoriam and Comic Sans. <laughs> it's like the Comic Sans is what kind of like put it over the top for me, and like all the like crappy like Google search photos, and then the so stock- Steve Rogers is dead. Well, as far as like they're concerned, because like. I'm pretty sure the general public doesn't know that he, like, went back in time and then came back as an old person. Right, but I still, I was, I'm I mean, still, sure. I still think that old man Steve is dead. Well, I mean, yeah, because we don't, like, I don't know exactly how old he was, but I'm pretty sure he didn't live, I mean, but this is directly after, oh, sorry, I'm tapping on the table. This is directly after Endgame. So I don't think Steve, like... Passed on the shield and then died immediately on that bench. (laughs) I think that he did. Not died immediately on that bench, but knew he was dying and went back in time and just... I mean, we'll never know. We won't. Unless the DVD has some, like, like, answers. Well, we do have a question, a really big question, which is the end credits. Fury. Oh, the scrolls. Hey. So, but I really, I need to give Marvel credit where credit is due. And it's the fact that fans had pointed out back when Captain Marvel released that there was that whole scene in Age of Ultron where Fury cuts his, where Fury eats his toast. I was just thinking that was like a like continuity thing. And that's what? what we said. We actually said that yeah. in the podcast. We're like, it's a continuity thing. But now with this credit scene, like it makes it wasn't, and I'm very happy with that because it goes to show, like, as a writer, I, I, I get very insulted when there are continuity issues. Because I'm just like, if you're not paying attention, who someone has to be paying attention. And every time writers are called out for something like this, the response is always, don't look too that, like, deep. It happens. Things like, that's why I was like, Marvel will probably pull that out too. But clearly this was thought of, and I love that. But where the heck is the real Fury? Did you not see? He's in space. No, I know, but how long has he been there? And all, like, has he been there since? Yeah. Like, Captain Marvel. But people are, I saw something, like, which would make sense of someone saying, like, that, like, space station and he was in his sword. post-Winter Soldier, though? Because the thing is, post- Because, like, so he's known the scroll since, like, the 90s because of, like, Captain Marvel, so... Like, any time between that movie... That's why, like, sometimes, like, the fact that that movie came out after all the other ones... I was like, the fact that Captain Marvel came out after movies that take place in a more recent time, like, confuses me sometimes. This is why I tell people but to so, watch it in chronological order. But, so... And they get mad at me. He could have, like... They could have, like, switched places any time between Captain Marvel and... Well, obviously, like, would be, but I would say because I think, like, obviously, I feel like that was the real Fury during Winter Soldier when Shield was like. That's what I'm saying. I think it happened after Winter Soldier because after that is when Age of Ultron takes place. I'm just I'm trying to get like the timeline of when like the solo films came out in comparison to the. Because in Age of Ultron, Sam's in Age of Ultron. Oh yeah. Okay. Sam's in the beginning during the party. When he says, um, when him and Steve are looking for, for Bucky, Bucky and people don't know okay, that they're looking it. for him. So yeah, Winter Soldier, and he Fury leaves at the end of Winter Soldier, but is that when um, Hill leaves as well? What happens to Hill? Because you don't really get her, yeah. well, aside from like that scene when they're all like lifting the hammer, like that's the only time I really you really see her in any of the movies when Fury's not there. So yeah. Like, the only other movie we see her in after that is it the in, post credits of Infinity, Infinity War. Where she gets snapped. But so, so where is she? Like is she with him in space? Does that mean scrolls got snapped too? It's the it's not just Earth though, it's yeah, the it's universe. universe. So like half of all living things. So yeah, where is she? I mean she could be with Fury, but because she's like his right hand man. Did <laughs> they just Decide to go but, off to space together. I just love how, like, at first you're like, oh, it's just relaxing on vacation. But then he, like, erases, like, the screen and it's like he's in space. But someone was saying that that's S.W.O.R.D., which is, like, the space equivalent to S.H.I.E.L.D. 
Hmm. It stands for something. Well, I'm sure we'll see him have a bigger role in Captain Marvel 2, which has been officially announced now. Because it's coming out. And we have Black Widow coming out. Um, we also have Vision Wanda, and Vision is going to be... Wanda Vision. Wanda Vision, excuse me. Vision is going to be fully human, or whatever. Vision is actually Vision, and it takes place post-Infinity War. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be like them, like together. No, like, it's but it's after during Infinity that War. time after um, Civil War when they or not Civil War. Yeah, during Civil War when they were like kind of like Mm-mm. on the run. Mm-mm. But Vision is dead. Did someone recreate him? Mm-hmm. They don't have the stones anymore. Mm-hmm. Did old Steve bring back a past version of Vision? <laughs> Mm. Are you looking this up where you mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking it up because I'm 90% sure, but I don't want to be wrong. But I'm almost positive. You know what you're thinking, but it's a vision. We're talking about so much stuff that's not far from home, I know. but it, it does fall into it because we're talking about the end credits scene. And I'm like, pretty sure. I mean, then we get Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes! Which I am... Why is it called Falcon, though? Why is it called Captain America? I'm interested. Because of the confused people. But he's Captain America. But he's still the Falcon. He's our new cap. (laughs) Oh, God. So, yeah, Fury's just living his life. Where's Goose? Is he with Goose? I'm guessing he's probably with Goose. He has to be with Goose. I don't think he trusts Goose anymore. It's okay. I think he he kept Goose after all that in his office, so <laughs> he didn't trust him. Because she ate the That would have been the time to get rid of him. <laughs> or her. Goose is a him. Him, probably. Goose is a girl. Weren't they calling it him? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. Or do you just think Goose is a girl because of him? No, Goose is a girl. The cat. I was going to say the actor that played Goose. <laughs> the actor, <laughs> however. Yeah. The WandaVision series takes place after Avengers Endgame. I didn't make that up. Um, so hopefully the first episode delves into I'm sure it'll explain possible. it. But, yeah, that le- I, I do love that it was, I don't know if it's Talos or Talos. Talos. <laughs> I just want to add a different version of that. But I just like, because all his like little moments in Captain Marvel were like hilarious to me. Yeah. And I don't know if it was the accent or <laughs> what, but it's like just... The little like one-liners, like I love you. The Scandinavian accent. <laughs> I thought it was like a Kiwi accent. Was I just like way off? Oh, I just made it. Oh, up. <laughs> Lee, you're really quiet back there. Do you want to contribute? I'm just thinking. I'm just realizing all the Marvel movies See, that Lee's are coming smart. out, like Eternal. She thinks we don't. The we Falcon don't. and the Winter Soldier, the Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, WandaVision, Loki, which I'm excited for. The Loki logo looks like garbage. It's beautiful. What are you talking about? It's so concise and thoughtful, and it's just excellence. Perfect. The Boss Logic fan made logo looks way better than what they came up with. Boss Logic. Can we just take a moment to talk about Boss Logic? If you guys don't know, just just go on the Instagram. I, I swear. I can't he creates the like, most amazing ah! graphics ever. Scrolling through his, his Instagram just makes me cry. It's so beautiful. I don't know how someone could be that talented. but Doctor Strange in the Multiverse. Oh, yeah. Doctor Strange, our friend. What if? Oh, yeah. Animated. I'm just, I wish it was an animated, though. But we're, we're getting... Peggy, Peggy Howard, Captain America, and, mm-hmm. and the original Howard Stark, which the way it is, should be. have been, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't at me. Don't even talk to me about the fact that Iron Man came out before. I understand. I don't care. It doesn't matter. But was um, guy whose name I don't know in the first Iron Man? Yeah. But you know what? Whatever. Hawkeye. I don't really care for... I do. I care about Hawkeye. Hawkeye. It's a movie, a show. It's a show. I don't... I don't know. It's just... Budapest? Sebastian Stan is officially in Black Widow. I know. David Harbour plays a man named Alexi. There's a lot of things happening in this world. Thor, Thor, Love, and Thunder. I was going to say Thor, Love, and Thunder. We're getting 
Lady Thor, Miss. My friend made a comment about Thor Love and Thunder and how she read that people are like, it just sounds like a really bad written like romance novel. The like, title? It does. <laughs> But, but even I, the graphic itself, yeah, it just looks exactly. Like, one of those, like five dollar books that you. But it's supposed to look like like Ragnarok had that like. Yeah, but here's the thing: Taika Waititi oh, could do anything, and I will just be. I'll. I love I'll give him all my money. money. Exactly, mm-hmm. he could do. And I was saying he could literally make Thor into what we do in the shadows, part two. And I would watch it happily. <laughs> Can you imagine Thor like? Because it would match, and it just it works. Like I need it. Apparently, like, and I've read like people, but he's not only he's writing. Yeah. he's writing it too. And I've always said this, but no one understands Thor, son of Odin, the way that Taika Waititi does. Ragnarok is my favorite Thor movie. Yeah. I, um, Dark World, I'm not a fan of. No. Like at all. Ragnarok is just great for so many reasons. I was rewatching it. And then the first one, just those eyebrows and. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Anyway, so yeah, Taika Waititi could do whatever he wants. I'm here for it. Take all my money. Mm-hmm. Um, Widow. It'll be cool. I'm excited. Sebastian, David Harbour, like, Rachel Weiss. I'm excited to see like her backstory on screen, but mm. I'd still wish like they would have done this before, before they yeah. killed her off. Yeah. Like it would have, it would have made that her the death of her impact the impact. What is English? It would have made the impact of her death that much more powerful. Because, Even though it still was, but I think it would have worked. Like, because like, if it had come out soon after she was introduced in Iron Man, like you could have like, I feel like you would have had a better idea like of seeing her like grow mm-hmm. throughout the the franchise. Like for sure. Introducing it after she's dead, like you it's can't really go weird, anywhere yeah. from there. I'm excited, but it's a little weird. Yeah. And then the last one that's gonna be releasing in what? Tw- I don't know what year, but um, Blade. Is that the one with Mahershala Ali? Oh yeah. yeah. My mom. Wait, what's the one with Richard Madden? He's in Eternals. Oh, I think. Yeah. Rob Stark's joining the MCU. <laughs> sure. But um, another thing about Far From Home, like Brad, Brad, <laughs> oh Brad, well, from that scrawny little kid, and now like I just like Peter just can't stand him because he's also into Peter. MJ. Peter was but also in prison. There's just so many things I loved about like all their interactions, like when they're at the rest stop, and was it like Austria? I don't know, but I really want to go to Prague now. I never wanted to go to Prague. Let's do a summer in Prague. But I suddenly really want to go to Prague. I should have. But like that whole thing, and then when he takes a picture and is like a total douchebag about it, he's like, "If you're like, if you're gonna try to get the girl, just play fair, dude." Like, and then when he uses when Peter uses Edith to try to like delete the picture, but instead he sets a drone attack. Oh on my his god, bus. idiot! We love one idiot. That whole scene, like when. Once he's like, oh, look, I could save the mountain goats. And then he jumps up through the, like, emergency exit. I love that. Especially, like, seeing, like, the behind-the-scene, like, practice takes of it that Tom Holland posted mm-hmm. on Instagram. Like, It's good. It's good. And then apparently, like, for the Venice scenes, like, the running across the canal, like, on the post, he did all of that. He did that. Were they actually filming on location? They filmed in all the different so countries. So he was in an Amsterdam prison? As far as I know, like some of the stuff was filmed on green screen, like in studio. But for as far as far as I know, the countries they went to are London. um, They went to Venice and Prague. Prague, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. cool, But they actually filmed. Like, and there were some things obviously they couldn't, like film, like destroying a bell tower. So that was (laughs) CGI. But (laughs) and I do like that they kind of like got out of like the little New York bubble. And explore the world. But also, this is how they're going to become white. How much money does Midtown Tech have? Because the only science trips my school took were to, like, Catalina Island to look at hermit crabs. (laughs) I know. If you They weren't flying anyone to Europe. Nope. And if you were, it cost an arm and a leg and maybe a kidney, too. So, who knows? Uh, I love that May knows. Like, I know, like, obviously she she found out at the end of Homecoming, but I love that she knows and is like, Supportive of it. The Spidey Tingle. His Peter Tingle. Peter Tingle. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm uncomfortable. Speaking of this Peter Tingle, that whole sequence 
in the in the is it the Tower Bridge when it's like the final like kind of illusion that he does when like everything goes black and Peter like has to actually like because I guess since Endgame like his like Spidey sense hasn't been like working. I mean, obviously, like you go through trauma, like understandable, but like when he's like just like closes his eyes and like breathes, and then he just like goes through and like hits every single one. That was one of my favorite moments in that movie. It was such a good movie, along with like the one that was in like when Peter's going to was it Berlin? Like he thinks he's going to meet Fury, but then it's another like illusion. Mm -hmm. Like that whole. Illusion, like fighting, especially when like zombie Iron Man came out of the ground. I was like, first of all, how dare you? Seriously. And, but like, and just like the way they did all that was like very like aesthetically pleasing, and I loved it. But like that final one in like the tower was incredible because then he gets there, and then when he's looking at Beck on the ground, like and he's handing him the glasses, but then it turns out to be an illusion, and then he like grabs his hand as he's about to shoot him in the head, and like just like the look on his face and like. Ghosting Fury. Oh, you don't ghosting Fury. You do if you're Peter Parker. <laughs> What's your rating out of 10? I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. A little biased because I love Spider Man. Like, <laughs> probably like an 8.5, 9. I give it a 9 too. I think I rarely give 10s just because nothing is 100% perfect. But. I feel like there is something that we've watched that I've given a I've 10 given, before. I'll give Endgame a 10. It was a 10 for me. I think I may have. I'd have to re-listen to it. But if anything, a 9.9. There was some imperfections. <laughs> but I feel like I'm not capable of talking about Spider-Man, so all I just want to do is be like, baby, we love like He's like the youngest one. and want to protect him. To, I... go through all the, to go through all that, like, you died, sir, and then come back five years later. No, truly, kudos to Tom Holland for being able to bring so much vulnerability to him because he is the most vulnerable of all the Spider-Mans. Like, Spider-Man is a character who's experienced a lot of trauma, but in the previous films, you never felt it as much. At least I didn't. I never felt that the trauma and the pain was conveyed the way that it could have been and the way that not should have because everyone deals with trauma differently, but the way that it could have been conveyed, I feel like none of them did it the way that Tom Holland does. And so that's why I have such immense respect for him. And apart from that, I genuinely just want to protect Peter Parker. That meme that's like, something's wrong with Peter Parker. Every woman in the I world know. wakes up with a cold sweat. <laughs> it's so true because it's like, you want to protect him because he has so much innocence in him and he has so much pain but after all that there's still so much kindness in him and this desire to do good but a fear that also comes from that trauma which makes him such a realistic character so he's not all about let's go save the world there's moments where he's just like i want to be a kid and mm-hmm. i love that because that's where his trauma shows most because it's like he's seen pain and he wants happiness in his life and because like you get like he is this like like powered like gifted yeah individual but he is still just a kid yeah like he's, like he's not the same as all like, yeah. the other like avengers and all the characters because they're like obviously they're adults and he's just like barely starting his life but Angel. and one thing i will I've, I've mentioned this before but one thing i just love about like this spider-man franchise is how like they do show how he's like vulnerable and like mm-hmm. he's been through like traumatic stuff without giving us that same backstory we've seen. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. Like, Definitely. We know his parents died. Mm-hmm. We know Uncle Ben is dead. And, like, they, like, they'll sprinkle it in every once in a while with just, like, a line, but they don't have to, like, you don't have to show us again. Like, we know he gets bit mm-hmm. by a spider. We know his uncle's dead. Yeah. Like, just, like, showing him, like, using his suitcase, which got blown up. And being a human in the midst of the trauma is what I appreciate. And being just honest in his feelings and... Those momentary just things he says that you're like, you are still a child. And I love that because it's raw. There's nothing that there's nothing that feels fabricated in these films in the sense that you feel like it's scripted because you're like, a kid it's rare for a kid not be not to behave this way. But with him, it's not rare for a kid to just 
have these moments where they're just like, I don't want to save the world. I want to go on a trip. I want to be with this girl I have a crush on. And, it, and I love that because it feels more authentic to life without being gory and being dark as genres are trying to be right now. But then when Trout, like, even they, like saying that he wants to like just have a normal mm-hmm. trip, like as, the, as soon as like trouble pops up, like he's, he is he's there. He's going to do like, something about it, of course. Like, yeah, he's like the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. But if he sees someone in trouble, yeah. like, he can't not of course. help them. Mm-hmm. Because that's who he is. That's where, that's, that's his heart. And I love that. He's not just parading around this suit saying, I'm going to be Spider-Man yeah. and look for trouble. And you know what I mean? One thing I do want to add, adding to Morgan, what Gisani said, like for me, again, like I'm kind of late to this whole Marvel thing. And I will say compared to, again, I only watched the Tobey Maguire one and the ones with Tom Holland. And compared to the first one, the ones with Tom Holland are not as predictable. And I love that they mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. change like the story. Because again, like... Yeah, like, it's great to find out how he became Spider-Man, but I like how it wasn't so obvious. Like, like watching these films, I'm kind of like, oh, my God, like, I would have never thought that would happen. And I think that's why I enjoyed this recent Spider-Man movie so much because, again, it wasn't, like, so soon where he got with Mary Jane. I mean, MJ. Like, it took a while for him and her before, like, they mm-hmm. finally got kind of got together in a way. And I don't know. I just really loved everything about this movie and again tom holland is so amazing like he's such an amazing spider-man like character like and again he makes it his own like Mm -hmm. in a way like he makes it like again he's still you know being the same peter parker but the only difference is like he's made it his own personality and his own individual spider-man hard agree which i'm excited like i know the last the third movie is supposedly like the last one in this contract because mm-hmm. the three he's been in so far civil war um infinity war too many wars infinity war <laughs> and Endgame like fulfilled his like team up mm-hmm. movies and then so the three spider-man spider-man <laughs> the three spider-man movies are gonna like cap out his contract i like obviously i like seeing these actors like grow and do other things mm-hmm. like we were just talking about it. like i love Chris Evans non mm-hmm. like superhero Chris, movies. Yeah. Like yeah, the Fanta- okay, Fantastic Four wasn't like the best movie, but I loved him as Johnny. It wasn't Storm. horrible. Huh? They weren't horrible movies. I mean they weren't horrible, but I like they're not like they weren't like the best. Yeah. But I loved him as Johnny Storm. And but and I love I love him as Steve Rogers, but he's like such a good actor outside of that. And like the same thing with Tom Holland. Like I know I don't want them to get like trapped within like being like superheroes, but I mean, he does have, like, five movies coming out next year that are not Marvel-related, so... Like, good on him. Go, Chris. But, no, Tom. Tom Holland. Oh, sorry. <laughs> talking about Spidey here. <laughs> I know. I, I talking about Chris Evans. I know. I didn't specify. But I would love to see him, like... Because he's even said, like, he would want to play Spider-Man as long as they would, like, mm-hmm. have him. Like, I would love to see him continue doing that. I'm excited to see what they do with the third Spider-Man movie because of how the end credit scene ended with his identity being revealed. I can't wait to see how Flash reacts. Mm-hmm. Since Flash is like the biggest Spider-Man fan. Hashtag Flash Mob. Flash, <laughs> Flash, 100 yard dash. <laughs> but, I don't know. I've, because, like, all of it, like, you know the Netflix shows are, mm-hmm. I think they're a part of the MCU, technically. Yeah. And so people are saying, oh, maybe they're going to bring Matt Murdock in to help him. Because Daredevil. But then it's canceled. Well, the show was canceled. Yeah, but right. I guess they might if uh, Charlie Cox is available. And then, like, to help him with, like, the whole situation. Yeah. I was like, okay. But, like, I'm really, ex- like, I want to see how they play that off. Let's I'm excited that. for every, I'm excited for what the future holds. The future looks less dark, and I hope I'm right about it. I mean, less dark, except for, like, apparently the Doctor Strange sequel is going to be, like, a horror style movie like they're saying it's going to be darker than any other Marvel movie they've released mm, okay cool I'm excited to see Wanda have a big part in that though. yeah ooh right yes like she's like a main I like noise ooh now that Marvel owns Fox do they have the right to call her Scarlet Witch or is that not was that was that not a Fox thing I don't know honestly because I know they had Quicksilver too but we had him 
but they didn't actually call him Quicksilver. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. But I mean, I feel like we can talk about like all the different stuff. Yeah. It's not just Spider Man because we've been doing it for the past who knows how long. We have to eventually but, because we're gonna. When's the next movie? But also, out? um, in WandaVision, Monica Rambo is Maria's daughter. Right. She was cast. So it's I, gonna be exciting. Future looks great. I mean, cause at first I was thinking, I was like, how are they doing that? Like, she was a child and we just saw her. But I keep, because I keep that forgetting it was in the that 90s. it was in the 90s. <laughs> but I'm excited to see that. Just because, like... Yeah. Shit, I love that little sweet child. We love them all. We love them all. But in, like, speaking of Doctor Strange, though, like, it is no... I've Like, I've told you, and I probably mentioned it in previous podcasts, how, like, like it wasn't my favorite movie I didn't see it in theaters I didn't watch it till it was on Netflix and I, even then I had to watch it multiple times before I actually paid attention to it I rewatched it again and I, I, I every time I rewatch it, it like it's grown on me a yeah. lot since the first time I saw it and like I do like I like him as a character I like Benedict as an actor and so I'm excited for the sequel especially since it is going to be like mm-hmm. darker well now I'm a little worried but I mean <laughs> hopefully it's not too dark I'm a chicken y'all let's not forget that I mean because I just like the like little clips that I was reading, like when they were announcing everything at Comic Con, I didn't read like a full like synopsis of what it's gonna be mm-hmm. about. So I don't know like how dark they're talking, but they are. They did say it's gonna be like darker than anything we've seen. <laughs> we'll see. We've got this ish lined up until twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty two. No, I think. 22. I Probably think until twenty twenty five. I mean, because they didn't officially announce Spider-Man 3 or Black Panther 2. Or Ant-Man 3. That too. At the panel. We deserve Scott Lang. But we know they're, they're working on Black Panther 2. Yeah. And obviously we're getting Spider-Man 3. But I... They have to be doing a third Ant-Man. Uh, they better. We're good people. Good people deserve Scott It's going to be so weird, but like not having like little Cassie, because I Stop, love her. I know. Like, but it'll be interesting. Excuse why couldn't all. she have been snapped? No. <laughs> Morgan! <laughs> We're going to end this before Morgan says any more mean things. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just saying, like, I got a Charlie horse. <laughs> oh my God. That's you got a I Peter get. Tingle? My Peter Tingle? <laughs> um. Only referring to the Spidey sense of Peter Tingle from now on. Oh my god. That's what I get for saying I wish Cassie got snapped. That's the worst Charlie get. horse in the world. That's what you get. Where can people find you? At Morgan McNair on literally everything because I'm not creative. You can find me everywhere at Aline to the. It's U-H-L-E-N-T-O and the word the. If you want to know the backstory on how I got that name, you can always follow me and Ask me there. <laughs> it's a creative name. You guys already know where you can find me. I hope you do. Do they? And if you don't, then... Why are you listening to this podcast? Just look at the description. Know, right? That's where I'll have all of our Duh. handles. Link in the description. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye. We need to do a podcast on Shit's Creek. Yes. Ooh. Okay. All right, guys. We're going to go... I hope you all have a great day and that your Peter Tingle gives you great news. I love this journey for us. Yes. Yes. Um, Thank you guys for listening. God bless and goodbye. See you the next time. Warmest regards. Best wishes.